Good morning. And welcome to worship at First United Methodist Church. You are a lively bunch today, and that excites me for worship. I'm thankful to see all of you gathered here today, and especially knowing that there are some of you who are worshiping online. If you would register your attendance in the pew pad at the side of the aisle, uh, we would appreciate that. Or if you are worshiping online, leave a comment. It is a busy and exciting week here at First United Methodist Church. To find out all the things that are going on, be sure to pick up your weekly calendar sheet. And you can also find out our newsletter by scanning the QR code for church news. One of the things that's happening here is the fall festival. And Miss Catherine is going to come and share information about what's happening with the fall festival. And as we move to our time of prayer, after I finish the prayer, Bob Blunt is going to come and do a ministry moment about the generosity emphasis. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give thanks for this time of worship and your holy presence with us. Fill us with that spirit so that we might be renewed to be faithful witnesses to you in this world. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Let us remain standing as we say what we believe together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. may be seated. And now we worship God with our morning offering. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, your word tells us that you are the giver of every good and perfect gift, and you have blessed us again and again, so much so that our cup overflows and we stand in awe of your abundance. And from the gifts you've given, we return to you what was yours. We pray, God, that you bless these gifts, that you multiply them and guide us in their use, all for your glory and for the coming of your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Amen. You may be seated. As we move to our time of morning prayer, I know that we all hold people dear in our hearts today, people who are struggling and sick and mourning, and I know that we all hold uh, the Middle East in our hearts today as we pray for the people of Israel and peace in the Middle East. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love that never fails us and your strength that undergirds us and your peace that passes all understanding. And we pray that grace upon all the needs that we hold in our heart today, dear Lord. For those who are sick and hurting, for those who mourn and struggle, we ask that your presence be with them. And we ask your presence be in Israel today. God, we ask your presence be with us. We often falter and fail, but we're thankful that your grace is there. And you forgive our sins as far as the east is from the west. Forgive us, dear Lord. Help us to live more like Jesus and be a shining light in a broken world. This we ask in the name of the one who taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, power, and the glory forever. Amen. Children, you're dismissed to Children's Church with Miss Catherine. Our hymn of preparation is hymn 389, Freely, Freely, as we stand and sing.
Okay, I'm guessing there's an issue with the video, sound on the video. Okay, if you were able to hear the video today, you would hear your brothers and sisters in Christ talking about their awesome investments in First United Methodist Church. So no sound. Okay, very good. So we're going to move forward. This day... I'm expecting the sound to come booming on any minute. (laughs) Okay, it's all good. It's all good. Because we're in the fourth week of walking through the 43rd chapter of Isaiah. And while this has been a generosity emphasis across the past month, it has also been an opportunity for us to live with the words of the prophet, Isaiah. To learn that message of hope. To hear that message of a good future in the spite of the judgment that is happening in this day. To trust God and trust that he wants the best things for his children as he does today. So if you haven't been with us over the past four weeks, we've um, looked at several themes from this 43rd chapter of Isaiah. We began with a message of hope. God, with God, we are resurrection people, and we have our hope. And then we move to God is with us in times of when we venture forth with God. In those times when we leap, do not fear, I am with you. And last week, we looked at being witnesses. God said that his children would be witnesses from their deliverance. They would be able to tell the nations that God is God and God is powerful. And today, we look at investment. And to help us on that journey, we are Turning back to Isaiah 43, beginning with verse 14. So if you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with me to the 43rd chapter of Isaiah, verses 14 through 21. Hear the words of good news. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake I will send to Babylon and break down all the bars. And the shouting of the Chaldeans will be turned to lamentation. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters, who brings out chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down and they cannot rise. They are extinguished and quenched like a wick. Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I'm about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild animals will honor me and the jackals and the ostriches, for I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself so that they might declare my praise. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, you make all things new. Help us to be a people who simply does not look back, 
but looks forward into your preferred future. And God, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing and acceptable unto you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Isaiah's words were hopeful. He was painting a a future in which God would bring the people back and the Babylonians would be snuffed out like the wick of a candle. They would be defeated. He was going to make a new way, paths in in the wilderness. They would return. A very hopeful message. The problem is that most of the people who were listening to his message would not be alive to hear the message realized. It was a future hope and a future promise. You see, Isaiah was a long-tenured prophet. Scholars call him a generational prophet, and if you look at the scholarly work in Isaiah, you'll see that it's divided into three sections. First, Isaiah talks about judgment. The people have gone astray, and they will be refined. They will reap the consequences of going astray. The second part of Isaiah talks about hope. It is the most hopeful part. And that's where we have our scripture reading for today. Second Isaiah talks about you will be taken to exile, but you will return. God is with his children and they will come back to Jerusalem, the land that was promised. And third Isaiah is is the return, the coming back. So those who heard the hope-filled message may not be the ones coming back. It would be the future generations. But still, Isaiah was telling them that message so that they might have hope in the current times and be looking toward the future. So what Isaiah was doing was he was investing in God's people in hope. Now, typically, when we think about investments, we think about money. We think about investing our dollars for the future, like the stock market, a 401k, CDs, real estate, putting our money in something now so it will provide for the future. But the truth is, investing is more than dollars and cents. Investing is when you leverage anything for the future for increase, for kingdom return. And yes, that can be money, but our investment as followers of Jesus Christ is also what we do as his followers. Our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, our witness, all of those are investment for the kingdom. All of those can have an impact on the future. And that's what Isaiah was doing. He was having an impact on the future, not only to give the current people hope, but to have them look forward, to look forward to what the future generations would have as they returned home. It would not be an easy journey. It would not be a simple journey, but God would not forsake his people. He would remain true to his covenant, and he would remain true to his word. So you understand, investments is not just a financial concept. 
Investment is also something that Jesus taught about and talked about in the 25th chapter of Matthew. Now, at first glance, this may appear to be a parable about money, but it's really something deeper. Jesus told a story about a landowner who went away. So what did he do? He decided to invest his money while he was away in his servants. So he gave his servants money according to their ability. And to the one who was most capable, he gave the most amount of money. And what did that most capable servant do? He traded. He did deals. And he was able to double his return. And the landowner was thrilled. The next one who was a little less capable got just a little less money. And what did this servant do? He doubled the money. He gave it to back to the landowner, and the landowner was thrilled. But the least capable servant was given the least amount of money, and what did that servant do? He hid it away. And the landowner was furious. Why did you hide your money away? At least you could put it in a savings account, and I would have gotten a little something back. When we hide away what God has given us, then we hide away an investment for the future, whether that be our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. When we use those with a future orientation, we are investing in God's kingdom, and we are making a difference moving forward. Investment happens any time we live into our membership vows. It's not limited by the dollars we put in the plate. And yes, that's an important investment. But everything we do is, is looking forward, not just for the church of today, but for the church of tomorrow. I shared in this series that the definition of faith from Hebrews 11 is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is a future component. We believe in a God who is working all things together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. We look forward in faith and faithfulness, trusting God with our little to bring a return, to bring a great return on our investment. And that's part of the faith equation. I once heard a story of a grandfather who took his grandson out to the orchard to plant trees. And they were planting, and the grandson became very excited. He said, Papa, I will soon be eating pecans. And the Papa said, no, afraid not. This is a, a long term for them to grow. It's going to take about 15 years for you to eat the pecans from these trees. So the grandson got excited and he started doing math in his head and he looked at his grandfather and he said, I will be 25 years old when I can eat pecans from the trees. And the grandfather said, yes, and maybe you'll have a son of your own one day who will enjoy pecans from these trees. So the little boy got excited again and he started doing math in his head and all of a sudden he fell silent. And the grandfather, sensing what was going on in his head, said, Yeah, I'm, I may not be around to, to eat the pecans from these trees. And the grandson said, Well, then why do you plant, plant the trees, Papa? And he said, 
so that one day you may have pecans. We are the beneficiaries of people who planted in our lives, and we are called to invest for the church of tomorrow in faithfulness. Your commitment to pray for this church today will yield fruit for tomorrow. You showing up today encourages the next generation. You connect with them in a meaningful way. Your presence here strengthens the body of Christ for the church for tomorrow. When you give in the offering plate and online, it supports ministry. Not just today's ministry, but tomorrow's ministry. And when you serve, you serve someone in the name of Jesus. And when you witness, you tell people about Christ. Those actions may have an eternal impact on someone's life. And you don't know how the ripple effect will keep going and going and going to bless others and bless the kingdom of God. Rob and I were blessed to grow up in, in wonderful churches that nurtured us in childhood. And we received a lot of love and a solid biblical foundation. But we moved on. Neither one of us are in those churches, but I give thanks for the people who gave and worked and loved me so that I might be the person I am today. And then when we moved forward, I took an appointment. I was a youth director and then took an appointment as a pastor. And we were in those churches for seasons, not forever, but seasons. And we invested in those churches and we left them. And I trust that our investments are making a difference today. I will not be your pastor forever. But I'm investing in you now because I care about you and I care about this church and I care about the kingdom of God. And one day, what my husband and I do now will build the kingdom and continue to grow. I think about my daughters. I think about the church where they were baptized attended VBS, where they were in youth group, where they went to fall festivals and trunk or treats. We're not a part of those churches anymore, but those churches are a part of my daughter's lives, and they've made them the women they're becoming and are today. And I give thanks for all those great saints who invested in their lives, who made a difference in them and in my life. So back to that prayer card. How is what you're doing a kingdom investment? And by the way, those prayer cards can be found. Got thrown off by the uh, mess up in the video. Forgot to say this. Your prayer cards can be found in your pew, in the back of the pew, in the offering envelope holders. So the question for those prayer cards today, which you're invited to pray over and think about and hold in your heart, is how is the new thing God is calling you to do a kingdom investment? So when I think about investing for the future, I always think about future pastors. And I look at, at the children and the youth, the young men and young women, and I think about, is God calling that person to be a pastor? And I try to look for gifts, and I notice the gifts, and I try to affirm those because uh, I think that's an important role as a minister to affirm those gifts in others. So I shared with you earlier that the new thing I think God is calling me to is witness, personal one-on-one -on -one testimony. So I'm going to write out my testimony, 
And as part of that investment, I'm going to include how God has blessed me by being a pastor and maybe in sharing with others the difference that's made in my life and how blessed I am, maybe it will help a young man or young woman hear his or her call to ministry. So how is the new thing God is calling you to a kingdom investment? What is so exciting about that question is it is limitless. You can dream big, First United Methodist Church, because we serve a benevolent, generous God who multiplies and who gives again and again. This summer, I talked about multiplication in the kingdom and God's feeding of the 5,000. He took a few fish, a few loaves, and he fed the masses with leftovers. And then Jesus told this parable of a sower, a, a farmer who scattered seeds, and the seeds that fell on good soil multiplied 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. Can you imagine such a return on the investment? So whatever you're planning, whatever you're doing, just imagine what God can do with it. It's, it's exciting to think about what God can do with our little and provide for the increase. And it really is exciting about the new things that God is doing through First United Methodist Church and to think about the future of this church and ministry. It, it warms my heart and, and does me good to think about the new things that God can do through us. And it's a blessing to consider how our prayers, presence, gifts, and service in the hands of a generous God can grow his kingdom. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for all the gifts you've given us. Help us to be like the capable servant, to trade and to work and to witness and to invest so that we might honor what you've given us. Help us to be your faithful investors in your kingdom. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
It is my joy to announce to you that Seth Spotnitz makes it official today by joining the church in membership, and he assures me that he will support this church with his prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness, as he has been doing for many years. Officially welcome. And if you have a prayer need in your life, or if you would like to talk more about uniting with First United Methodist Church, either by transfer of membership, baptism, or profession of faith, I'll be available after the service to talk with you. And a special word of thanks to our acolytes. Great job, acolytes. You didn't burn down the church. <laughs> our acolytes are taking a bow. And now receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.